So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. I'm so excited to get this podcast kicked off and started. And for our first podcast, I want to tell you a little bit about what the podcast is all about, why I'm doing it, and some of my background that I think will give you great context of what to expect in the future and why this podcast is so important to me. So right off the bat, I am one of those people like many that are probably listening to this podcast that is so intrigued with finance, economics, and I, as I like to dub the followers of uh, our blog, I too am a freedom fighter. I am extremely passionate about financial freedom, which you're going to learn why throughout this podcast. I really could not be more interested and more passionate about what it means and the importance of it in today's society. It cannot be understated. Um, due to economic and social changes, responsibility on the individuals to become financially stable and financially free has never been higher, while at the exact same time, there are less tools than ever to help individuals achieve those financial goals that have to be met. Many people don't even know that there are goals that are financial that have to be met. We all have to retire. We all lose our income at some point and we have to be prepared for this. But two, many people, they're just tired of the status quo. They're just tired of living life nine to five. They're tired of not being control of their life and not having options, which to me, that's what financial freedom really is. It's having control over your life having opportunities, and being able to progress. It's working on and for you. And really, I think that's what freedom fighters, we're all looking for. We're willing to take on the responsibility, take on the risk, to set ourselves apart, and to achieve a life that is unordinary, let's say. So I have two sides for why I'm so passionate. Uh, Of course, there's the one side is everybody. I want to live life on my terms. I want to be a builder and a creator. I have goals and visions. And money is simply a tool, nothing more and nothing else, which we will talk a lot about in this podcast and how to use that tool in your favor. It is simply a means of modern day creation. Those that have more tools, build more things. And for me, I wanted to be in charge of building my own future and not relying on others. Um, I always have been. And I, I feel like, as most of you probably do, feel like you were born with it. But there's a lot of information out there and a lot of people are really confused and really the hardest place for most is to start. So in this podcast, we're gonna talk about the importance of cash flow and building sustainable and scalable streams of income. 
We're gonna talk a lot about the framework and how you do that personally to build out systems that will produce the results that you are looking for. Time separation of money. It, we really want to dive down into not only laying a foundation, but then too, getting to where you have the tools to move past that foundation and build further on. We really have four steps that we focus on. No consumer debt, multiple streams of income, the scalable process, which after the foundation is is built, the scalable process is where you where the meat is, right? That's the difference that sets people apart and how to create systems and processes and really move it in to uh, achieve those goals. And then time separation from income. And that's the only way to achieve these things. But before we get into all of that, which that's really at the heart of what cash flow to freedom is, it's important to give you a little background and for you to understand who I am and why I'm doing this. And why I am so passionate about this. I've always been in sales, first of all, and I had a few experiences throughout my life that vastly shaped the way I viewed finance. And there were some major, major failures, but at the same time, there was some massive success. And those successes have saved my financial life and my family's financial life and have created opportunities that are just, you know, I would have never dreamed of as younger me and have led me to provide a life for me, my wife, my family, where I believe the sky's the limit. There's nothing that is unattainable. Now, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. But the hardships that have come along the way with that is really what made the difference. And that's what's brought us to here. The reason that we, that I started Cashflow to Freedom, the reason that I'm doing the blog, the podcast, it's, you know, it, it's, it's not complicated. The level of importance that financial freedom had been put on to me, I hope that most people in their mid thirties will never have it fall upon them. We will all end up needing and being required to have financial freedom. At some point in our life, we will no longer be able to work for an income. But for me, that happened abruptly and suddenly. You know, as most major failures and crises in your life happen, I, I, it was at a time in my life where I was at the top of my game. I had a great career in sales. I was running our state's largest brokerage firm. I'd grown up in the health brokerage business. Um, I always lived off a of commission. That's how I got paid. I loved it. I felt that I was in control over my destiny and it had made my family rich. And I learned fairly early on that there is a very big difference of being rich and wealthy. And uh, I made dramatic changes in my life to where my family would become wealthy, not just rich. And uh, those moves turned out to really save me and my family. And that's why I'm building this. I, once again, I was at the top of my game. I was running the brokerage firm, doing sales. I'd started up a real estate company where we started up a self-storage company where we invested in self-storage assets. We turned them around. We created a management company. I worked 
really hard on the business aspect and uh, dealing in real estate, building processes and procedures that we could scale. And you know, my career all had come, and I'm going to talk a lot more about how to build uh, real estate portfolios. Um, as well as businesses in the future. But before we get, get down that road at all, I'd come to a point where my businesses were successful, they were profitable, um, my career was at the top of the game, I was making incredible money. And um, one day I got sick, didn't know what was wrong. Long story short, I ended up in the hospital because I um, was sitting at home and um, my legs stopped working. My wife took me to the hospital, and in just a few days, the rest of my body became paralyzed. And before I knew it, my wife was coming in, and I was could no longer begin to breathe. They gave me some stuff to put over my mouth, and my lungs felt like they had a million pounds on them, and it just didn't matter how much I tried. I, I couldn't get, I could not breathe. And uh, it was about that time that my wife came in and told me that they were going to take care of me. The hospital was going to take care of me. We had just barely even found out what was wrong with me. I'd sat in an emergency room for, geez, it seemed like forever, 18 plus hours while they argued doctors not being able to understand what was going on, what was wrong with me. And they had an idea of what was happening. They rushed me down to another hospital where I began to deteriorate and I uh, lost my ability at that point then to breathe. And uh, from there, they cut me open, or I guess they didn't cut me up, and they, they put me under, they put tubes in me and uh, put me into a coma. And uh, when I woke up, I was paralyzed from head to toe. I could blink to communicate and just barely at that. I was even blind in my eyes, so I could not see very far out of the room. I could see probably about to the foot of my bed. When people wanted to communicate with me, they had to come up close. Um, after I came out of the coma and I lied there in this state, obviously it was uh, terrifying. But being paralyzed wasn't the worst part of it. The worst part was the incredible amount of pain. The amount of pain cannot be described. I would literally sweat until my body passed out, not being able to take the pain. Um, I didn't sleep for months, it felt like. The pain would constantly keep me awake, no matter how much painkillers they gave me and had on me. Any little movement, any anything felt like it was crushing me. It felt like I was on fire constantly. and. Uh, the doctors had had what they thought I had, something called Guillain-Barre. Essentially what had happened was one day out of the blue, I'd uh, gotten sick, my white blood cells went to work to attack the virus. From there, they didn't stop and they attacked all the nerves in my body, rendering my brain unable to communicate with my body and hence my body shutting down. So I lied in a bed and more pain than I ever thought imaginable, paralyzed from head to toe, and I was getting fed and breathing on tubes. I was on life support for months, and uh, this amazing world that I had worked so hard to build, my wife and I had just had our fourth child, 
who was months old at the time, seemed to come crashing down around me. I wasn't thinking much except don't die at the time. Um, and for a while, we didn't, we didn't know if I would or not. We didn't know if I was going to make it. After about 10 plus weeks, we felt pretty strong that I was going to survive. Then it became a matter of whether I would ever be able to walk, use my hands and arms again, anything like that. As I came back, we realized that this was not something that would go away quick. This was not something that I was going to get better from right away. And uh, my whole future, which I felt that I had control of and that I felt that I'd worked so hard for was all of a sudden in question. My outlook of my career and my job and things like that were one thing I didn't know if I was ever going to get to walk with my children again or hold them. I was in such bad shape, it was weeks on end before we ever brought my children in to see me because we were afraid that it would terrify their seeing their paralyzed dad hooked up to tubes, keeping him alive. and. Uh, so I had my youngest child, which they kept by me, and he lied by my head and would play with my lips as I would try to move my lips, and that's how I played with my children. I was, you know, most people would think that having a young child at that time would be a disaster. It actually turned out to be one of our greatest blessings. Besides the family and the support that I had through this event, the greatest blessing that we had was that unknowingly we prepared for something like this. I had learned early on that there was a difference between being rich and being wealthy. My family, we had done great in sales and we got paid by our clients and we worked for our clients that had created this wonderful career and business. But I learned, as I will talk about more in other episodes, that when I thought I was this successful, independent, wealthy person, that I was different from everybody else because I didn't have a boss and I had what I thought was guaranteed income because I had a business, what we learned was actually not true. All that meant was that I had more bosses in the form of clients and uh, that not only could they fire us, they fired us all the time. And uh, it became known to me as the treadmill. I always had to replace my income. And if I ever stopped running on that treadmill, I'd fall off. It was game over. And uh, that's the exact same position that virtually all of America, 99% is in. We're all on this treadmill. And if we stop, the money stops, the income stops, our future opportunities, how we view to live our life stops. We lose resources. And that to me was frightening. Not only that, but I also learned something else. One of the problems being rich was I was confined to work as in I could only expand my income so much. I could only work so hard and my income started to tap out. There was only so many clients we could do. I could only hire so many people underneath me um, and we'd, we'd built up a great business, everything like that, but it, it did tap out. I had to keep working and there was only so much that I could work. And then I learned 
another key secret. So the first secret about wealthy were what is, and the most important is this time separation for money. They do not have to work to make money. The second lesson I learned was that the wealthy can scale their wealth. That means because they don't have to work to earn money, their earnings potential are limitless. They are not capped out by their efforts. These two things, although seem small, are massive. They made all the difference. And I figured out fairly quickly that I was rich, but not wealthy. And I decided that needed to change. I went to my business partners and I had long discussions and I came up with a model that we could move into asset classes that created separation of income and time and also created a way that we could scale wealth. That was real estate. And once again, we'll talk a lot more about that. And we moved into that and uh, a few years before this happened. And luckily for me, we'd gotten it going, it'd been successful, we'd become profitable, and uh, we had obtained real wealth, and this happened. And the one thing lying paralyzed in a bed, you know, alone, while my wife was at home taking care of our children, I didn't have to worry about how she was gonna pay the bills. I didn't have to worry and lie there thinking, what am I gonna do? Does my wife have to go get a job now while I'm in the hospital? How are we gonna pay our mortgage? What, what are we gonna do? Christmas was coming up. Are we gonna be able to afford Christmas presents? I didn't have to worry about that. Now, it's not that everything was peachy. I lost 50 plus percent of my income was gone. But we had set up a financial foundation where that was okay we could survive that. My kids didn't notice any life changing. We weren't moving, we weren't selling things, right? And to some extent, I did have to start over. But it was different. I was wealthy. And then when we had to start over, my opportunities I found were endless. So as we began the recovery process, you know, I remember it clearly, it was Christmas Eve, the hospital said that they were going to allow me to go home. They were gonna take me home so I could be home on Christmas morning in my wheelchair and everything for, they gave me, I think it was four hours. I think they gave me four hours that I could be at my house with my kids on Christmas. And I lied there watching the snowfall. I, I, I live in Boise, Idaho. And uh, I, I lied there watching the snowfall thinking, you know, I wonder what my kids are gonna think about the presents. I mean, I was so excited. I was so excited to get to go home, to leave a hospital. I was so excited I couldn't even sleep. And as I was thinking about what my children were going to open up in the morning and get to see them and hold them and see the smiles on their face and act like I was living a normal life, I was so overcome with gratitude, it cannot even be expressed. I was so happy. I felt like I had done so much good to protect my family. It's funny, I'm lying there completely you know, paralyzed in my wheelchair, 
still learning how to do basic things, trying to not even be able to take care of myself. But I was so, so grateful. And no matter what the future held, I knew that there would be opportunity. It may be nothing like it ever was before, but there would be. Now, as I made my way home and through therapy over the last years and have come back, we've been extremely blessed, but I I did have to start over. I had to start my career over. I started up two new businesses since I got out of the hospital and I started do these business business up. Um, I started in my wheelchair and I thought I'm, I'm going to do this. We're going to make this work. And two, if we could survive this, we could survive anything. And we got to work. And when I was in the hospital that night, filled with gratitude, one of the things that was clear, I knew that this was so important. This was more important than being able to go out on cruises whenever I wanted and vacation with my family and have nice things and a nice house. This was so much more important than this. This information, this financial literacy, this is what affects 90% of all of us every day. To the vast majority, finance depends on whether you're gonna stay married or not. It depends on how your children turn out, their opportunities, who they marry. It depends on activities, your likes, what you get to do, your health. This financial literacy is the most important thing to virtually all of us. And once again, you have to change the context of money. We're simply talking about resource and knowledge. I'm not saying that money is the most important, none of that. The ability for one to be able to progress and take care of themselves. That's what I'm talking about. The, want, the ability to create, to form and be part of the building process of our society. This is so important to be able to protect yourself. And I thought, this is something I need to share. I've been extremely blessed in my life and I need to share this with others. I was very fortunate. I had a father that laid an extreme financial foundation for me. Growing up, he worked for insurance companies, and later on in my life, I watched him as he went to start a business. They taught me good financial principles to lay financial foundations that would cultivate opportunities, which me and my wife then applied in our life, which cultivated opportunities, allowed us to invest in financial vehicles that would lead us to financial freedom that ended up saving our financial life in a moment of absolute crisis. And things could have gone so much worse for me and my family. I, once again, I'm, I'm so incredibly blessed. I am no longer getting fed through feeding tubes and I'm not breathing through tubes. I still am partially paralyzed in my lower legs and I have to walk with braces. But most people have no idea. They see me, I have braces on my legs, but they don't even know they're there. I can go outside and play with my children. But starting over... Once again, as I was saying before, starting over, it was, it was hard. I had to start over at a massive disadvantage. I was still incredible and I'm in incredible, incredible pain. I am plagued with fatigue. I have to sleep a lot. I'm on pain medicines. I have to go through therapy still, physical therapy. I have to work constantly on my health and we decided to live a life where we weren't going to let that slow us down. We were not going to let that impede us. So even though I had to start again 
and I didn't, starting again, I started out at a massive disadvantage just from where I was. I was able to start these other companies. I've been able to grow them. They're already being very successful. And the differentiating factor was knowledge. I knew how to do it. I knew what to do. I have a scalable holdings of assets in excess of 100 million now. We have been more successful than I could have ever imagined. I surrounded myself and built a management team with highly capable people. I put uh, systems in place that my me and my business partners, my two business partners could run while I was in the hospital. And when I got out of the hospital, my business and my assets were worth more than when I went into it. Now, with all that said, yes, I, 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 I lost 50% of my, more than 50% of my income. Um, that hurts, but I had opportunity, I grew it. And even though that set me back, what seems like years from my goals, what I'm trying to achieve and build, we're right back at it. And uh, we're not gonna let those things slow us down. Not only are we not gonna let those things slow us down, I've decided to try to contribute and give back in the best way that I can. And that's where cash flow to freedom came up. Now, one of the reasons I'm obsessed with cash flow is because it's what paid the bills while I was in the hospital. It's what paid my mortgage. It's what took care of my children. And that's what allows me to take that capital, reinvest and continue to grow. I've always been obsessed with progress. At the end of the day in life, as long as I can continue progressing, you know, that's the goal. It's it's to be better next year than we were before, to be a better father, to be a better husband, to be a better member of society, to be better physically, to be better spiritually, um, and to continue to progress. That is hard in life when you have setbacks like I've suffered that set you back what feels like infinitely, which feels like you will never be able to overcome ever again. You'll never be able to surpass. And I don't just mean physically, I mean mentally. Um, I was in absolute torture for months on end. My body was unable to even deal with the reality that it had been put in. I was hallucinating. I thought people were taking my children from me. I thought I was being tortured in the forest. And it was a living hell I had to go through. And uh, when I came out of it, I just thought this can either define me or I can use this. Um, we all have these things in our lives. I don't care if you came from nothing. I don't care if you're middle class, like most everyone. I don't care if you come from good means. There's always something in our lives. We have to be able to use those things and be able to build upon them, even if it slows us down, even if we're not nearly as good as we were. The amount of mistakes that I've made in business, I, I mean, I could write a book on the amount of mistakes. So cash flow to freedom, I hope I can help others create a financial foundation that will build opportunity. From there, they can build a scalable process that will not achieve financial freedom, but will achieve any of the life goals that individuals want, that they can achieve, that they literally the sky's the limit. Once you have scalable processes, 
It's just a matter of how fast you can scale at that point, which we're gonna talk a lot about, how to inject financial fuel into your financial vehicles, how to choose the correct financial vehicles, how to get started. So many people, including myself, I didn't understand the basics of getting started. I knew how to make money. I'd go out and do sales and I'd make good money. But when looking at creating an investment scalable process or a business that was time separated from money that I could scale, I didn't understand it. I'm like, what do I just, I guess I just go buy a bunch of real estate. Well, it's obviously not that easy. And there is a starting point and how we look today compared to how we looked when we started out, we're nothing like we were. And I hope that I can help people with this learning curve. I hope that I can help people build. I do participate and have participated in some mentorship programs where I've helped people and been able to help them inject these knowledge into what they were doing and it can change your life so quickly. So that's what cash flow to freedom. That's what it is. That's why I'm doing this. We're going to have, I, I think um, we'll mention in further podcast, you know, we'll have co-host and we'll have some visitors on, but two, as much as I want this to be inspiring, as much as I want this to be helpful, I really want this to be real. I want to look through case studies. I want to talk about what's going on now in my businesses, the heart of startups and investing in real estate, how to invest in real estate, how to find good deals, how to scale, and how to turn your real estate investment into a real estate portfolio, and how to create something that can grow even while you're paralyzed from head to toe. And that's the goal. So I'm gonna to try to keep this first one short and sweet, but the podcast coming forward, we're gonna talk a lot about these different things that I've uh, mentioned today, but this today was just an introductory. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope that the coming podcasts will help you out. Please reach out to me and let me know. You can go to cashflow2freedom.com. Go on there, contact me. The email comes directly to me. That way we can understand um, what kind of content people are looking for, what they've enjoyed, what you want to hear, and that will help us continue to build this podcast out and every single episode focus on these topics from financial foundation, how to get out of debt, how to start to invest, how to build scalable processes, all the way to financial freedom. Point A to point B that is more than just theory. It's applicable practices that you too will be able to see. And I'll be able to take you on my journey as we grow our multiple businesses and as we continue to invest and buy our properties and walk you through each case studies, why we did them, and two, why we don't do why we don't do deals. Most of the best deals we've ever done are ones that we did not do. We walked away from. And that's important to know what you're looking for and how to set those goals and how to build that roadmap to get there. We're gonna talk a lot about that. Everyone's different, different opportunities, but the processes are still the same and you need to be able to apply those into your life. Anyways, once again, reach out to us, Cashflow number two, freedom. And for anyone who listens to this that's a, a freedom fighter like myself, please join the blog, log on there. We'd love to hear from you. And if you could give us a great rating on iTunes, that's going to help us get this contact out, uh, content out to more people to hear our story and to deliver our message. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the podcast.
Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.